We got cameras in the building. We got. I feel like I'm just so many screens behind like the Death Star with everything <laughs> I have right now. You're basically just like you're the guy in the mall. You're security guy in the mall looking at all the cameras. I, right? I'm no Death Star sounds cooler. Yeah, whatever you want to say. Hey, <laughs> I got I got a screen over here to my left, a screen, screen in front, the the just control the board. panel board to my right, and then the two TVs and the baseball going above it. I'm. I'm I'm living in my baseball dream. You are the Paul Blart of this podcast. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? Welcome in, Good Time Sports audience. My name is Colin Brown, and today I am joined by co-host producer Brian Carson, and we've got a baseball deadline special. Here lined up for you today. This is Good Time Sports episode 47 here on the 2nd of August. Hopefully you all are having a wonderful day, night, whenever you're listening to this. We do greatly appreciate it. If you give us a rating on Apple and Spotify as well, we greatly appreciate that. Any feedback you all want to give us today, we're breaking down the MLB trade deadline, everything going around the diamond. We're going to be talking about standings, players on the move, everything that you need to know about this baseball second half that's coming up. And yeah, me and Brendan are going to get into it. And without any further ado, Brendan is going to take it away with some storylines. Alrighty, I guess I am. Did not expect that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got the Braves lead, the National League East. Uh, right now, what are they? Eleven games ahead of every other division. Within so three games. Yeah. So the Braves lead the NL East by eleven. That's <laughs> insane. The every other division's a three game. Eleven games ahead of your own division. Braves yeah. are the best team in baseball. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to you. They are the, I checked this morning, they are the odds on favorite to win the World Series. So, okay. Confirmed. I mean, you want to see my shocked face here? <laughs> you, you really want to see my shocked face? Do you want me to tell you the rest of the top five, if I can remember correctly off the top of my head? Sure. Let's see if you remember. So, second was the Dodgers. Okay. Third was Houston. I'm not surprised there. Especially Fourth with the ver- is Texas. And fifth is Tampa Bay. You know, it's always good. At least two Texas teams. Both my teams are in it. I'm about to say, today's <laughs> going to be a really good day for Brew. It's, it's just a good day all around for my sports teams. Yeah. At uh, least with baseball. Yeah. What's some other headlines we got today? Uh, What do we got here? We got Rodriguez with Detroit. Uh, starts for the Tigers after vetoing the Dodgers trade yesterday. So that was a little interesting there. Which we'll break down. Yep. So, and then uh, you want to cover your Seattle guy? Yeah. Eugenio Suarez looks to join Nolan Arenado and Justin Turner as the only players with RBI in eight straight games this season. Uh, shout out to the third base position mm-hmm. on that one. Kode Senga, 1.93 ERA in his last four starts, faces the Royals for a very depleted Mets squad. So, yeah, not much to look forward to if you're well, a Mets fan. Well, there is. <laughs> we'll get into it here in a little bit, though. It's not great. So. Um, Steve Cohen is still the owner of the Mets, so well, <laughs> future, All right. future. But we would be remiss if we didn't bring up the most recent no hit bid that was successful by Brennan's very own Astros. Let's go, Valdez. Framber Valdez, no hit, ninety three pitches, which is rare. Yeah, in this day and age, that's that's pretty low for. Just pitching in general. Right. Uh, 65 strikes. It was the 321st no-hitter in Major League Baseball history. Mm-hmm. Um, as the Astros defeated the Cleveland Guardians in Houston. Uh, Valdez 
struck out uh, seven strikeouts, one walk, and faced 27 batters in the 2-0 triumph in Minute Maid Park. Uh, he's dropping his season ERA from 3.29 to 3.07. Uh, he had logged a seven ERA in his previous five appearances. And I remember, well, and I remember his last start before this, it uh-huh. was against Texas Yep, and he got lit up in that one. Yeah. And he comes out against the guardians, which again, guardians, they're fighting for their own, you know, division right mm-hmm. there. And heck of a performance. Shout out to Framber Valdez. You know, we shout out the no hitter as well. We don't talk about it as much, but yeah. Yeah. we're going to give it its due today. So, all right. Now that the headlines out the way, let's just break down the Major League Baseball standings. Brennan, so you hadn't been on the podcast until earlier this week yep. for like three weeks, three, four weeks. Work, so, COVID, all of that, right? Everything in between. If you hadn't seen, if you hadn't checked out the podcast, make sure you check it out. Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, but if you're listening to this one, I said on the, literally the right after the All-Star break, Man, I wish Brennan was here because I need to talk about the second half of the Major League Baseball season and, you know, one thing happened after another. It's been heating up and getting spicy in baseball lately. So we're going to be kind of talking, obviously, about the current state of baseball, but I also just wanted to get your thoughts on kind of just going forward because now after the trade deadline, mm-hmm. this is the true second half, you know? No, this is, you're you're in your stretch for your playoffs and this is where it really comes down and matters. Right. So the we'll, beginning, you get some grace period, right? Because... Mm-hmm. There's plenty of games left in the season to make up for it. Now you're in crunch time. Now there's not, you got to watch your losses. You need to go after your wins. Right. It's, uh, it's something that we're definitely keeping an eye on. Mm -hmm. So we'll break it down and all the storylines and everything. And we're going to start like we always do in the American league West. The Texas Rangers currently have a half game lead on those Houston Astros for lead in the AL West, followed by the angels who are five and a half games back the Mariners at six games back, and the Oakland Athletics rounding out the cellar there in the West. Uh, I guess one game is finished. Yeah, because mine's not updated. There you go. Okay. So there you go. Uh, yep. Mariners jumped. Well, I guess the Angels lost, so they're now. Yeah. They're basically tied for third, the I should an- say. The Angels got whooped. Yeah. So the Angels. Literally just maybe a couple hours ago. There you go. So the Angels, as of recording this, recording this uh, August 2nd, uh, the Angels are now tied, in essence, with the Seattle Mariners for third place and, in the AL West. And they're trying to make a playoff <sighs> push. Well, we'll see, because this is their last-ditch bid to, in my opinion, keep the most talented player in baseball history, <sighs> Shohei Otani. And, you know, and my thoughts are, I would have personally traded him because you have so much you can get from him. Because he is that once-in-a-generational player, and I get if you want to keep him just for namesakes with your organization, all that. Look, you already have him attached with your organization at this point. Get some pieces. You're going to save a lot of money, and you can actually use that money to go get other talent. And again, like I said, you can get all sorts of crazy prospects at this point with Shohei. Like, you can literally rake a team over the coals. Mm -hmm. And teams will pay it because they want him. Yeah. And it would have been great for just a rebuild for the Angels in general. I guess that's not the direction they're going with at the moment because they're wanting to keep him for this stint. They might trade him. Who I don't. I don't know. Apparently, they think they're going to go for a playoff push. I don't really foresee that happening. But, you know, crazier things have happened. In the wild card race, as of this current moment, Toronto holds the last wild card spot with a 59-49 and 49 record. The Angels are three and a half games back behind the Blue Jays. Yeah, and I just I have more confidence in the Blue Jays. 
I would as well. Um, and again, we'll be talking why as we kind of get more into the trades and yep. everything. Um, Shohei Otani, you are a Los Angeles Dodger. I feel more confident than ever saying that this morning. The Angels have absolutely said no to the Dodgers. <laughs> well, that's fine. But Shohei Otani, after the season, could very much make it a Los Angeles just kind of cross the uh, cross the high yeah. interstate there. Nah, come come to Texas, bud. No, he's not coming to Texas. He's staying on the West Coast, and he's going to be a Los Angeles Dodger. Sensu Chu liked playing over here. Hmm. Why not come to Seattle then? You know, no one cares about Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I he, guarantee he you, he wants a ring chance. I guarantee you, Seattle will give <laughs> will be higher on his list than Texas will. I 100% guarantee that because he just I think he loves playing on the West Coast that much. Like every report that I've, I've seen says he wants to keep on the West Coast. Yeah, was geographic. Um, we'll see, but I do think he is a Los Angeles Dodger come 2024. 20, but we shall see. Um, obviously, you know they made some moves that we'll talk about as well trying to booster their odds. Obviously, they haven't paid off today, but they've got at least two more months of baseball left. So we'll see. Mariners, uh, they've done this well to hold themselves above 500. I'm not going to talk about it. They are they traded away. They're closer. Um, you know, they made a couple other-ish talking moves. They were very much, uh, you know, sellers at the deadline, to say the least. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... Y'all are looking at a future season. Yeah, I, I think it's a smart play at this point. I did, the bats and the pitching just can never coalesce. I think we have a really solid rotation, really uh, underrated bullpen, but the hitting has just taken... has been in the tank, and I don't think we're going to have enough to make a wild card push, but, you know, crazier things have happened. Well, what, what about your favorite player? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Colton Wong got <laughs> DFA'd. Uh, and yeah. I think the Yankees... Yeah, we're talking to him right now. Cool, take so. him. Take him. <laughs> Get him out of Seattle, man. <laughs> I'm listen. You know, he's saying he just reported that he's saying goodbyes. He did eventually get DFA'd yep. by the Seattle Mariners. Um, yeah, this the guy was just not it from the start, and it's another second baseman woe. Uh, <laughs> Y'all are just Mariners. cursed there. You know what's funny? And we're going to be breaking this down again when we get to the trades. They traded the best piece from that Paul Seawall trade was a second baseman in double A. So that just goes to show you where the Mariners' heads is at. And, oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, I, we'll see. Now let's get to the real stars of this division, which pains me to say because I wish Seattle was up there. But it's the Texas Rangers. It's the Houston Astros. Again, not trying to go in too much because obviously both teams made some big moves at the deadline. Really big moves. I just want to get your thought process because you, I think more than anybody else in this universe, I wanted to hear their opinion on just from the state going forward for the rest of the season for the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. Gosh, I was blowing up our Twitter, just Mm -hmm. watching all the rumors and news. I was like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. And things happened, and I was very happy. Just... Quick breakdown. Uh, I mean, I'm happy. I don't want to really get into it because of the trades. I want to get into that when we get into the trades there. But, I mean, I'm confident both these teams are going to be in the playoff running. So, that's for sure. If you had to pick one right now that wins the division. Bro. It is August 2nd. You're, I'm asking you right now. What's your name I chose the it? Astros at the beginning, so I got to stick with them. Okay. Because, like I said, I didn't foresee the Rangers doing this stellar Mm -hmm. and you know what hey power to you but i'm still got to go with my gut pick at the very beginning which was the astros 
and they are closing that gap and nipping at the heels the whole time. So, very much so. And I think they're also getting healthier too, which yes. they weren't at the beginning of the season. Yep. Where the Rangers right now have had more injuries the, the, happen. I'm about to say the reverse. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, all the injuries they've been having have been what seems to be like it'll be short term injuries where they'll get everyone back. Well, besides Degrom, but well. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, that's that's been off yeah, right. for a while now. Well, I'm just so, you know for yeah. context, yeah. But yeah, most of their people like Jonah Heim, Seeger, things like that. Like those guys, they're going to come back. They've they've already said that. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see what happens right before playoffs, especially with Jonah Heim in particular, because the Rangers did pick up a catcher in this trade that will break down here in a little bit. So, really good clubhouse guy. Yeah, good clubhouse guy. Great defensive. I mean, probably one of the best defensive. Mm-hmm. catchers in the league right now man can gun someone down behind home plate on his knees yep. while they're trying to steal second so i mean and his framing job is phenomenal lights out so very good uh i'm also just gonna agree not gonna make you know too much pushback on that i think the rangers and nationals are both excuse me postseason bound mm-hmm. and um yeah let's just not even waste our time until we get to the actual trades themselves yeah Going over to the AL Central now, where me and Brendan's two picks to win the division are still fighting. Yep. Um, yeah, the Minnesota Twins, Cleveland Guardians, I think it's going to come down to the wire. Yep. Uh, it could lean either way. <laughs> it, yeah, it really can, especially with some of the trades that both of them had. So I it, I just think it's so funny that like that division is about as nip and tuck as me and you kind of called it would be. Yep. Um Barring the white, and again, I just I, I didn't said, think Kansas would be that far back though. And I thought Chicago maybe could make a push, but obviously, you know, they had their own issues. So didn't uh, what's his name? Why did I blank out suddenly? Do, do, first home do, run, do, 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 do. Tim Anderson. Do, yeah, Tim do, Anderson do, do, do. got his first home run. <laughs> yeah, well, Tim Anderson's never been a power guy. Um, I know, but he last season he still had more home runs than that. Right, and, and we're uh, now getting close to the end and we're just now getting a home run well you know so. someone did call this our major league baseball expert justin gibbs oh, has yeah. been on this for <laughs> no he thinks he's just a bad player in general and i'm like what are you smoking it, it, i don't understand either um but yeah the tigers felt like they you know were gonna make some moves for the future as well obviously one of those got blocked but we can talk about that because it was a non-move yep so eduardo rodriguez declines a move to the Los Angeles Dodgers for essentially a two, maybe three-month rental, depending on obviously how long the Dodgers remain in it. Yeah. Um, I th- He's going to be a free agent Did after the season. Did he come out saying why? He hasn't sa- said yet. Uh, I think reporter just doesn't want to play with the Dodgers. Which is, again, you know, maybe there's like a money issue. Maybe he's looking for like a contract extension from whatever team he's... I'd almost be okay going to go get a ring, though. That's what I'm saying. And it would rise your stock immediately. Yeah. Going into free agency, you'd be at the peak of your value. Uh-huh. I... Unless I, maybe the Dodgers were trying to get him longer term and they couldn't come to terms with a contract right before Let me Let me say deadline. this. Let me say this much. If I'm lucky enough to make it to the major leagues... There's a lot a lot of places that I'd rather not play than the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like that Yeah, is, I mean that is <laughs> if I'm picking and choosing. I mean, historically, especially as of late, well run organization. Yeah. LA, California, the weather's gonna be nice. Uh, you know, you got a, a proven winner. I just man, I I I this was this was one of those moves where I saw the headline of it and I had to double take because again, like you said, why would you not want to play for the Dodgers? Yeah, and that's I, and that's why I'm 
again, that's all just speculation at this point. I don't want to say anything because, again, right. we don't know why. Whether it be he doesn't like the Dodgers organization as a whole, mm. maybe, or it could be money things. Who who knows? Really, he's he's really the only one who knows and who could come out and say exactly why he didn't want to go play. But he hasn't yet, to our knowledge. So until then, we'll just leave it in uh, the back of our minds. Yep. And, I mean, we'll obviously keep you up to date on that Twins-Guardians playoff race, but that's pretty much the only thing to know from this division. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We went over to the last division in the American League, the American League East. You want to talk about a race going on, too? <laughs> what it, the American League, man. Yeah. Right now is just... The whole American League is just racing each other. One final thing on Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh-huh. Today, after staying in Detroit, six innings pitch, seven hits, two ERA, a walk, and five Ks. So it didn't seem to affect him. Still gave a quality start to Detroit. Yeah. He, I mean, he wanted to stay, right? So you got to show why you were wanting to stay. Yeah. Apparently, so there is... Okay, they did talk to him, but they're, they're not saying why. Um, he didn't give a reason, maybe? Um, yeah. Well, there's a video of it. He apparently, he said he's going to be there for a long time. Okay. So he just... There you go. He so likes playing the there. All right. So yeah, uh, he wants to stay in Detroit. And yeah, he said it was the best thing for him and his family. I mean, that's kind of what Verlander did last year with the Astros. He took that one-year contract deal with them, and then, you know, Cy Young Award, World Series MVP. Yeah, and and you can't necessarily knock him because, you know, he does have that no-trade clause, but apparently there was 10 other teams that he said, I will not go to. Oh, really? mm -hmm. I I was... So maybe it is then. I was, was, you know, listening to a, a, a video breakdown of it earlier, so... So, yeah, there is teams he just doesn't want to go play for at all. Yeah. I guess so, the Dodgers fell on that list. Yeah. But he obviously, his main priority, according his to that family, goal, yeah. is family and staying in Detroit. Hey, power to you. Yeah. And Detroit's, they've got some pieces, like, in yeah. all the pitching side. But, you know, he obviously likes it there. So. I mean, their trades that they did, we'll, we'll get into it, weren't bad. Right. So <laughs> We got to stop hinting at the fact we're getting the <laughs> We keep doing it. Everyone's like, just talk about <laughs> it. I know. We're getting there. We promise. We'll leave the freaking timestamps if you want to go to it. Um, all right. American League East. Tampa Bay, no longer the best record in baseball yep. and not even the best record in their own division. The Baltimore Orioles lead, followed by those Rays, the Blue Jays that we kind of briefly mentioned earlier, the Red Sox, the Yankees. Bro, I just, real quick, <laughs> we'll just rip this Band-Aid off. I don't know what the Yankees are doing. I don't, Bro, Yankees fans are so fuming on social media right now. They needed multiple bats. Yes. And they didn't get them. Not, I didn't see really any good moves by them. I know we're going to be talking about it when we get there. They're the biggest loser for me from this deadline. 100%. And even the fans and everyone's like, what just happened? Like, go trade. They're like, do something. And nope. Yeah. This is so on Yankees. <laughs> like, what the heck is this? I know John Boy uh, hinted at on Twitter. He was able to talk with their head coach and he put some of his talking points on there. And he literally, one of his talking points were, are we doing what the Mets are doing? Mm-hmm. Basically on focusing on like 2025, 2026, things like right. that. So we'll see when that interview comes out. I'll be interested just to hear uh, the thought process because I will be too. I see. Tell me if you've heard this before. New York Yankees, old and expensive, that can't necessarily compete with the younger athletic, uh, younger and more athletic teams Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are less inexpensive. And then the Yankees will eventually go buy those players and it'll become old. And yep, that's basically they're like, oh, you, you got good talent. All right, we'll pay you. Come over here. And yeah. it's like, what happened? And yeah. it's like, you don't have prospects. I mean, like Aaron Judge is getting walked 
multiple times a game. Yeah. And I wouldn't pitch to him either. No, why bother? And, you know, you have Garrett Cole, who's giving you as bout of a performance as you could ask for yep. from your ace. And it doesn't seem to matter. I mean, yes, there are three games above 500 at the time of recording this. But, yeah, unless some kind of mirac- miraculous kind of just rebirth, revitalizing their team... I don't like their chances at all, which is crazy given the fact that they were so competitive last year. Yeah, it it's a fall from grace. Well, put it that way. <laughs> fall from grace. I, I like it. Um, yeah. The re- Speaking of a fall from grace. Yeah. Did little, that just land on his back when he died? No, he, no. So he. Oh, yeah, it did. It yeah. did go on his back. I was going to say, it didn't land on him originally, but yes, I guess it, it bounced, bounced right on his middle of his back. There you go. Uh, I mean, hey, gave effort. Uh, we're, the, watching, for, the, yeah. we're watching the Padres Rockies game, so apologies if there are any random commentaries like that. Yeah, um, it was just a random, yeah, pop fly, center Jay field. Jake Cronenworth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good little funny highlight. <laughs> uh, that's going to be on SportsCenter, not top 10 tomorrow. Yep. Um, all right. So, getting right. to the Boston, the, the contenders. Yeah. Bo- Boston, ah. I just don't think they have the talent to overcome the teams ahead of them. No. I, I just don't. I think that's the ultimate thing. Like they've got pieces, but they don't have the full cohesion of a playoff team, in my opinion. Yeah, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done with Boston. Really, <laughs> that's just it. That's the best way I'll put it. Yeah, you, you need better hitting. You need better pitching. They'll make it competitive, but yeah. ultimately, I don't think they're going to be as they're not going to be in the playoff hunt catching Toronto. Yeah, and well, like I've been saying too for years, is like Toronto's got that younger team, mm-hmm. and the more they're playing, just the better they're getting. Really. Without, you know, pitching in Toronto, we got to talk about this because we haven't kind of reached that, you know, bridge yet. Mm -hmm. Alec Manoa has been terrible this year. Yeah. No, 100%. I don't. So they, yeah, partly that's to blame because he went from being awesome to not even playable in the majors. Uh, You know, you still have Boba Shet, you still have Vladdy, um, you still have all these kind of guys that can contribute to winning. Mm -hmm. Um, They just need to get back to the postseason and see if they can make a run and get hot at the right time. Yep. Um, but like you said, we've talked about it, you know, last year, we talked about it previous years. This is a talented group. They're just not living up to their potential. And I'm wondering if it's maybe more coaching at this point now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not situationally. They're the greatest. Yeah. I mean, they currently right now have the longest losing streak tied with, uh, in the majors. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like maybe you just gotta, you just gotta shake up that clubhouse a little bit more. Yeah, which, again, we'll be breaking down all the moves from all the teams. I know we keep saying it. We'll get there. I promise. Tampa Bay, Baltimore. Um, Baltimore's amazing. Oh, 100%. My God. They're Uh, fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, Adley Rutschman. Which I didn't think I'd be saying that. (laughs) Adley Rutschman. You got, you know, Gunnar Henderson, Cedric Mullins, you know, the whole Mm -hmm. crew. Uh, They, to me, are the team that I don't know if they'll be able to hold on because once you get into the really dog days of now August and September, yep. I worry about just the team's kind of uh, backbone. And not saying that Baltimore doesn't have backbone, but I'm saying Tampa Bay just seems like a more proven, I know what I'm getting from gotcha. them yeah. in late August, September, that I think, you know, if it comes down, because it's a game and a half split right now, I trust Tampa Bay situationally more, but Baltimore, regardless, the, no Baltimore's team wants got- to... No team wants to play them in the first no, round. and Baltimore's got that energy right now, too, behind them, which has yes. been fantastic to watch. I mean, it's it's been clicking. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's going to happen is other teams are going to go up against them. Their bats are good. Their pitching's been solid. I mean, you're, you're going to be in trouble. 
Yeah. So, I mean, heck, they just put up 13 runs on the Blue Jays, speaking of which, yesterday. Yes. So, that's why I said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they're a talented group. Um, uh, this, this will be one of those years where I don't think the Orioles are necessarily contenders for the World Series. No. But I'm interested to see how far this group goes because this will determine their success in future years yeah. based on how this group does. And the more you show up in the playoffs, the more your guys get better and develop. So, And then, I mean, like you were mentioning too, a lot of their players, they're young. Yeah. So, I, I, it has to be one of the youngest teams in the league. And it, that's, that's real promising when you're one of the youngest and you're competing up there to try to just hold the league. Yeah. So. All right, Atlanta Braves taking over the National League now. Uh, Braves are awesome. No need to discuss it. They're talented. They're yeah. loaded. They're the World Series favorite. Philly could, is trailing behind them, like we talked about. But Philly, my God, compared to what they started off as to where they are now, yeah. I mean, good Lord, this has got to be one of the best teams. I mean, they were in the World Series last year. You know all about their talent with Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. their kind of adjustment to you know going so heavy non-defensive players last year to kind of making that transition this year. Yep. Um, yeah, Philly's back. They are in contention. They are, you know, looking like they could be a playoff team, especially with Miami's kind of an experience, kind of like I was saying with Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, the Mets are cooked. They, again, traded a bunch of people, and then the Nationals are the Nationals. Uh, I think, I'm trying to think who they, they may have traded somebody away. But, yeah, they're done. They're yeah. taking for the season. And the Mets traded their team off. Yeah. They're looking at 2025, 2026. They're looking at post Bobby Vanilla. That's how far they're looking. The Mets are looking. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just that's what I'm saying. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds lead Such the Central. Team. Yeah, uh, Ellie De La Cruz. It's all you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> followed by the Milwaukee Brewers who are a game behind. Fantastic um, team. Yeah, my I'm listen. If the Brewers lose to the Reds, that's the one thing I'll be happy with if my prediction goes wrong because the Reds are awesome. They're just they're fun. They are. They're fun. And then again, another young team. Yep, Chicago. Uh, they just put up 20. What was it the other day? Yeah. So they're doing awesome. Uh, followed by the Pittsburgh Pirates, St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals were big trader or big sellers, excuse me, at the deadline. I had so high hopes for them. At the you beginning. weren't alone. You weren't alone. Me and like everyone except me, but you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, they just need, needed to hit the reset button. I think, uh, they were kind of in that weird gap of kind of timelines with a lot of their players. So yeah. ultimately, the guys they moved on from. It makes sense going mm-hmm. given the direction that their franchise is in. So, but they'll be back. The Cardinals, for my lifetime, have been one of the best run, run organizations in baseball. Mm-hmm. They'll be back. Yep. They'll be fine. All right. NL West, Dodgers, Giants, Diamondbacks, Padres, Rockies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's be he honest. You probably could have put Padres a little bit softer, too. Here's the thing I'll say this about the Padres is we're currently watching them right now take on the Rockies. Um, with all sorts of weirdness going on right now in this game. <laughs> Padres are eight and a half back. In the last four years, hold on. In the last four years, in the month of August, there have been two teams that have gone on to win the World Series that were under 500 in August. Do you know who those two teams were, Mr. Carson? No. Go ahead. They me. were the Atlanta Braves okay. when they won it and the Washington Nationals, if you remember that team. Hmm. In August, under 500 in the last four years, so two out of the last four. I'm not saying that's going to happen again because if you go back through history, that number very much dwindles down from 50% down to the very low number. My point is, is that I'm looking at these teams right now, and we're in August, under 500. If you're asking me to pick one team 
<laughs> to save our reputation from all our picks at the beginning of the year. I'll say the Padres have as good a shot as anybody. No, I'm looking at their schedule. <laughs> no, look, they may have a, a tough schedule. Hang on. Their talent. Let, let me go down this tough schedule. Yep. Dodgers. Yep. So you got them. Yep. August 4th through the 7th. Yep. So four games. Yep. Let's just call those losses at this point. Okay. Uh, Seattle, 8th and 9th. All right. Arizona on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. The Orioles on the 14th, 15th, 16th. Arizona again on the 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20. The Marlins on 21, 22, 23. The Brewers, 25, 26, 27. And then Cardinals, 28, 29, 30. The Giants, 31, September 1st, September 2nd, September 3rd. Phillies on the 4th, 5th, 6th. The Astros on the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Then back to the Dodgers again on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. And then here's your gimmies, Oakland on the 15th, 16th, 17th. Rockies on the 18th, 19th, 20th. Cardinals 22nd, 23rd, 24th. And then Giants 25th, 26th, 27th. And then the White Sox 29th through October 1st. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying that no. schedule is not a fun one. Hey, do any of those teams have Juan Soto? Do any of those teams have Fernando Tatis Jr.? Do they have Manny Machado? Do they, they have Alexander Bogart? They have those, and they Do have they, been struggling. Do they have the Blake Snell? <laughs> Do they have the U Darvish? Do they have Josh Hader? All these guys, right? I'm saying they had them, and they'd been struggling. I'm saying, listen, give them a chance. Give them a chance. That schedule, dude, is it's, gnarly. It, it is brutal, but you're going to have to play a tough schedule if you get to October anyway. So might as well get yourself ready and amped up. And I can't quit this team because I picked them before the year. <laughs> I and know, I see but the I'm already jumping this, uh, listen, this Titanic terrible. ship. It, they're terrible. I'm uh, jumping on the door. You can stay in the water, Jack. That's nah. all I'm saying. What do you mean stand in the water? <laughs> There's not enough room on this door for both of us. Yes, there is. If you go back and watch the footage, (laughs) yes, there is. Yes, there is. And until they're mathematically eliminated, I'm not going to give up with the Padres. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Uh, Not saying it's going to happen, but like I said, you you tell me a team under 500 that's got better odds than the Padres. That's all I'm saying. Um, Any team under 500 that you give better odds to, to potentially compete and get back in the postseason. Hmm. Not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying. Exactly. That's Cleveland I, Guardians. <laughs> I'm still. I don't. Nope. Nope. Not not having it. Point nope. four nine one. They're yeah, under yeah, they are under five hundred as a recording. Gotcha. Uh, I'll, I'll still go with the Padres. Look, Arizona is a young team. They did make some moves. We'll see if that helps them. Uh, San Francisco didn't make any moves hardly. Uh, yeah, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, and then look. All they need to do is just get in the wild card. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me actually, let me just double check in the NL wild card. Uh, so they are currently four and a half games back of the last wild card spot, which is ironically held by the Brewers. Yep. I'm saying they have a chance. That's all I'm saying. Uh, they have a chance. That schedule, man. That lineup. That's all I'm saying. We they got a chance. If you have. We had been saying that lineup for the longest time. Look, they're they're taking business against Colorado right now. It's Colorado. That's what I'm saying. Take care of business and then get yourselves ready because y'all are about to be going through the fire and brimstone of this schedule. Yeah. You're basically like, hey, all the best teams, good luck. You're playing them next. <laughs> Got it. You know? <laughs> Listen. You know, champions were not built on clouds and cupcakes and dreams all right they're built through the hard <laughs> grime work of an mlb season all right and it's just the way it falls for them so we'll see how it works out all right 
Uh, I'm going to run through injuries, and then we're going to be talking trades finally. I know you guys have been itching for that. Um, All right, well. I'm just going to take one big swig we're, we're just going to my run, liquid death. Yeah, I'm run through these injuries here. I'm pretty much just going to try to take us through. And uh, yeah, on the other side, Brennan will be leading us into MLB trade deadlines as I recover from this. So. Yes. <laughs> all right, I'm going to take a quick swig if you want to give me a countdown. All right, are you ready? Let me just, yeah, I'll, I'll start drinking when you count down. So. All right, three, two, one. Hit it. All right. Boba Shett is considered day-to-day after an MRI showed no significant structural damage to his right knee. Scrolling down here, we've got Brendan Donovan. will have season-ending surgery on his right arm Wednesday. That's not good news if you're a Cardinals fan, but you don't have much to look forward to anyway. J.D. Martinez was in the Dodgers lineup on Sunday, but he was replaced by Chris Taylor before Martinez took his first at-bat. Martinez, who has dealt with hamstring issues this season, had an MRI to determine the severity of the injury. Moving on over to those Angels. Griffin Canning was scratched from Monday's start with what he described as general soreness. He was placed on the 15 IL this past Tuesday. Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers made his latest rehab start this Tuesday with AAA Nashville, tossing four and two-thirds innings and throwing 72 pitches. Chris Sale of the Red Sox, stress reaction in his left shoulder blade, began a rehab assignment Tuesday, throwing two scoreless innings for AAA Worcester. Scrolling on down, Josh Naylor for those Guardians. Felt tightness in his side prior to Monday's game. Uh, He will be scratched from the lineup until further notice, as reported by his coaching staff. Mike Yastrzemski of the Giants exited the Giants' 4-3 walk-off win over the Red Sox on Sunday after experiencing tightness in his left hamstring. Guys, take care of your hamstrings. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Take care of those hamstrings. Moving on over to the Rangers. Nathan Yavaldi was placed on the injured list Sunday with right forearm strain. The right-hander has made one start since the All-Star break. Six shutout innings on July 18th win over Tampa Bay at Globe Life Field. The Rangers fans are obviously looking to get him back sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Jonathan India was placed on the 10-day injured list with plantar fasciitis on his left foot. Starling Marte of the Mets said he's no longer experiencing the waves of migraines that sidelined to him in the second half of July. Where Mets fans will hopefully get him back soon. Max Fried excuse me, of the Braves uh, and what might be his final rehab start. The Braves just getting another arm that they definitely need not. Uh, he, <laughs> he tossed four and a third innings and threw 79 pitches uh, in his past start on Saturday. And then the last but certainly not least, Alex Kirilioff of the Twins uh, is planning to sit out Sunday's series finale against the Royals and Monday's scheduled start uh, off day to give Shoulder more time to recover in the hopes that the four days off in a six-day span, would help his right shoulder strain. And that has been the injury update from around Major League Baseball. Well, we, uh, as always, appreciate Colin's diligence and quickness at giving us those injury updates. And with that being said, now we will finally take it over to what y'all have all been waiting for, which is the trade deadline. trades dude some of these trades man yeah. some teams are the haves and some are the have-nots so basically what we're gonna do right for all you beautiful listeners on the other side of this podcast i'm basically going to announce the trade brennan's gonna give a little statistical insight 
And then we're going to just kind of briefly talk about it, maybe go in depth certain ones more than others. Obviously, you know, if you're traded for cash, you're probably not going to get talked about a lot. So, (laughs) and I mean, there's going to be quite a few of these where it was just kind of some cash grabs. Some of these are just straight up just pitcher swaps kind of thing too. So we'll just kind of briefly touch on the pitcher swaps. I mean, I don't, there's some of these that aren't really as big, like I said, because a lot of people were going after pitching. And yeah. then some people got some pretty good pitching. So we're going back to even before Brendan returned to the podcast. So if you yep. guys think we missed a trade, well, do your research because we can't find any. So, <laughs> yeah, we're going just to give you all some insight. We have decided that we will go back to July 19th and we'll work our way all the way up to present to yep. the trade deadline. So there's quite a bit to get into. I know some of y'all are just like, let's hear it. Let's get into it. So without further ado, take it away. On July 19th, speaking of which, the Baltimore Orioles acquired right-handed pitcher Shuntaro Fujinami in exchange for uh, left-handed pitcher Easton Lucas heading back to the Oakland Athletics. Yep, and Fujinami, who signed a one-year $3.25 million contract with the Athletics in the offseason, has a 8.57 ERA and 49... In one third innings this season. That's real odd. <laughs> That's what happens though when you get pulled. So uh, he began the season as a starting pitcher, uh, but was moved to the bullpen after he went 0 and 6 with a 14.26 ERA. Yeah. So not the best for him. Lucas, on the other hand, has a 2.9 ERA with 30 and two third innings across Double A AA and Triple A uh, this season, and was one of the three pitchers who threw a combined no hitter. So uh, I'd say someone got the better end of the deal on this one. Yeah. Well, you know, he also gets to look forward to uh, Las Vegas, you know. Yeah. Coming up soon. So, so congratulations. Congrats. good young talent. So yeah. good for you. We speed up through space and time all the way to July 24th, where we had a couple moves on this day. Uh, the first one being the Atlanta Braves acquired right-handed pitcher Pierce Johnson in exchange for right-handed pitcher Victor Vodnik and right-handed pitcher Tanner Gordon going to Colorado. Yep, so this was kind of one of those weird ones. So what happened here is right here. Yep, that there you go. Sorry, he mixed okay. up the order a little well, bit. Well, because Taylor Hearn had a lot of movement. Yeah, well, so, so Taylor Hearn also got moved to Atlanta in exchange the, for cash considerations on that day. Yeah, was that the cash one? Yes, because he then got traded again later on. So there sorry, Taylor Hearn got like passed around a little bit. So <laughs> I was like, hang on, wait, where is which one was which? So right. yeah, right. okay, cool. Taylor Hearn cash. Cash consideration, former Ranger, leave it at that. All right. Johnson has a 6.0 ERA with a 1.85 whip this season, Uh, but he has struck out 30.9% of batters he has faced and was 13 for 15 in save chances with the Rockies. Uh, Braves were in need of another right-hander in the bullpen. So, yeah. I mean, the Braves just... They're, oh, and Nick Anderson was going on the 60-day. Right. Ooh, yeah. So that's kind of needed for them. Yep. Uh, it was a quick pickup. Right. And, you know, the Braves at this point, they just need specialists. So you yep. get a right-handed pitcher that obviously, you know, didn't have the best luck in Colorado, but that also may not be his fault considering that he plays for Colorado. Yeah, so. and Colorado got basically Atlanta's number 10 and number 26 prospects. Yep. So, hey, all right. Good for you, Colorado. Looking at future. All right. Moving on over to the next day, which is July 25th. We have the Los Angeles Dodgers acquiring utility man Kike Hernandez in exchange for right-handed pitcher Nick Robertson and right-handed pitcher Justin Hagenman. Uh, Kike Hernandez obviously filling a 
much needed void that the Dodgers need just on a day-to-day basis uh, in their infield and also can play a little outfield as well. Uh, the Miami Marlins acquired left-handed pitcher Jose Castillo in exchange for cash considerations from the San Diego Padres. Hey, good for you, Miami. You needed that. Uh, yeah, so Hernandez is heading back to Los Angeles. Uh, he played with them for six seasons, was one of their key contributors to that team. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. As I mean, you can mention he played all over the diamond, short, second, yeah, and he's, center. He was all over the place with them. Uh, in return, the Red Sox grabbed two relievers, uh, who will probably be in their rotation next season. So, and they need it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, the Red Sox, they have a pretty crowded infield as it was and, yeah, as I it mean, were, excuse me. They they needed to build their bullpen, which is something that's good. At least they're working on it. Yep. So, and going after young talent, right? Absolutely. So, and to further boost their infield, uh, we move over to July twenty sixth. The Dodgers acquired shortstop Ahmed Rosario in exchange for right handed pitcher Noah Syndergaard. There's just one of four moves made on this day. Bro. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to run through these. Los Angeles Angels acquired right-handed pitcher Louis, Lucas Giolito and right-handed pitcher Reynaldo Lopez in exchange for catcher Edgar Carrero and left-handed pitcher Kai Bush. Uh, the Minnesota Twins acquired right-handed pitcher Dylan Floro in exchange for right-handed pitcher Jorge Lopez. And the Seattle Mariners requ- acquired excuse me, right-handed pitcher Trent Thornton in exchange for infielder Mason McCoy. Yeah, uh, we'll touch on the Mariners if you want. Sure, go, go ahead. ahead. I mean, it's... It's one of those moves that, um, you know, McCoy was never going to crack the major league roster, and it made sense to kind of ship him to Toronto, who the Mariners and <laughs> Blue Jays have become very trade friendly yeah. over the years. Um, and you know, and to get Trent Trent Thornton, um, you know, something to get in the bullpen, another right-handed arm. Uh, I would say it's definitely the area of need more or less than the starting rotation. So mm-hmm. to get a guy like Thornton. You know, he's 29, provides a little bit of experience. He's a reliable arm. Yeah, for, I mean, y'all have a youngish team for the most part. We really do, especially in our starters. So to get some more uh, older kind of experienced guys in the rotation, something worth needing. So So overall, are you happy with this trade? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I said, McCoy, there's just no chance that he was ever, I mean, he's not taking JP's spot. So uh yeah you're not wrong to get a guy in the bullpen in exchange for that i'll gladly take it so there you go and then this one ahmad rosario the dodgers the rich get richer and bro this was a good pickup <laughs> yeah especially to try to make the uh, you know another you know world series run to get a guy like this from the guardians yeah i mean so the dodgers have been really trying to fill this position yeah. ever since uh Gavin Lux went down right before the season with a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. And now they get a guy on rental who is a very proven <laughs> uh, guy at the shortstop position. Um, and you get to move Miguel Rojas, who they've kind of been as their quote unquote starter into more of a utility bench role. Um, and Kiki Hernandez also can fill in the depth. So they just, they turn a weakness into a strength. I mean, it's what the Dodgers do mm-hmm. and to give away Noah Syndergaard, who was not great. <laughs> You know, so it's not great. He used to be really good. Yeah. Back in the day. We'll see what happens, but I don't. He's been, what was it? They said he'd been out. How many times is this his third? Yeah. Yeah. His third time he was out for this season. I yeah. mean, I mean, I also get to, I, you know, families used to also get uh, newspapers at the doorstep. Things change. Yeah. You know? He ain't wrong. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought, honestly, the Dodgers 
another master class. Yeah. I just, you know, they got off of Syndergaard. They were, you know, obviously sent some cash as well. Um, Dodgers is going to Dodger. So, yep. and then obviously the also other big one from this day, uh, the Angels really going all in, acquiring Lucas Giolito. Um, yeah, it's, this was the big one to me. This was, sign- you know, rumors at this point were confirmed that they're keeping Otani. They're making this last run and they're going all in. They're pushing all their chips into the deck. Yeah, they're really trying to build up that bullpen more, which has been yeah. just in desperate need. Yeah. I and mean, there's uh, only so much Shohei can do. Yeah. I mean, that stat literally says that the rotation's collective ERA, 4.62, ranks 10th in the American League. Yeah. They're almost in the bottom third. Like, it's not great. They are in the bottom half, but... Oh, yeah. We'll see um, if this kind of helps the Angels out a little bit. They, they're going to really need those kind of... Uh, filler guys to really step up and hopefully Gilito uh, can help out. Yeah. And I mean, and in return, the White Sox got some pretty good prospects to start working their way up. Yeah. So again, a lot of these teams, it's, you're looking at future considerations, things like that next season kind of things. And I mean, it was a good move on the White Sox part for sure. They needed a catcher. You need some more pitching. So I'm, they need everything. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, it was, I'd say this is a pretty good, one of those more even kind of deals for both those teams. In my opinion. I, I think I saw a report. It was like anybody other than Luis Robert was available for the White Sox. Yeah. And that's very true. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> you got to work on rebuilding, which is what they're doing. So, hey, good on you. You got some prospects to work up the pipeline. Absolutely. Moving on over to the next day. We're slowly getting to the, <laughs> the actual deadline day. July 27th. Uh, we had two moves this day. Right-handed pitcher David Robertson was acquired by the Miami Marlins in exchange for infielder Marco Vargas and catcher Ronald Hernandez and also the Milwaukee Brewers added another bat which they desperately needed they needed to get more some more offense they did so in acquiring first baseman Carlos Santana I miss him he was only briefly with the Mariners and I miss him um in exchange Pittsburgh receives infielder Johnny Servino bro Santana I mean let's look at these here uh 0.235.321.412 with 12 runs and 53 RBIs and 12 home runs yeah. or yeah 12 home runs excuse me and 53 RBIs in 94 games yeah and this I, season yeah he's on a one-year contract <laughs> oh, that's good and, and, and I and look and yeah he's 37 I get it but for a team that needed offense which the Brewers did yeah this is a perfect deal and I mean yes you gave away you know Servino but I this to me just uh you know, he was a young guy. He wasn't going to help you win now, and they made a move that could help them win. Made all the sense in the world. Yeah, and I mean, Servino, what, 18 has hit point two six four in 60 games across the rookie ball. So Yeah, like what is an 18-year-old going to help you with right now? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be going through the pipeline for a little bit. It's not really that often you just bump them up to the majors immediately. Mm-hmm. You normally want to ease them into it. Not everyone gets that. Some people don't need it, but... 90% of the people need to be eased into the majors. So that they do that they do. And yeah, the Marlins, um, no, that's 28. Uh, uh, well, no, so scroll back down then. All right. So, okay. So then CBS they got it wrong. Help, yeah. So there you go. Okay. So I guess it was on the 28th, which I'll just say the other moves. Now, uh, the Houston Astros acquired right-handed pitcher, Kendall Graveman, uh, in exchange, they gave the Chicago White Sox catcher, Corey Lee, which was a very big move. Yep. Um, the LA Dodgers acquired, 
Right-handed pitcher Lance Lynn and right-handed pitcher Joe Kelly. Again, Dodgers just getting better. In exchange, they sent the White Sox, Trace Thompson, uh, Nick Nestrini, and Jordan Leisure. A couple of right-handed arms. Um, so long to go with the David Robertson move um, on the 28th. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the Marlins first. So if you want to scroll down to that one. Marlins, they just they need to get older. They need to get more experienced. And they added another bullpen guy to kind of help their team out. Um I mean, yeah, the Mets have. Well, I mean, I know I've said this. I don't know how many times now this podcast again, but Mets are looking at long term. Yeah, they're they're done with this season. They're done with next season. And look, they shipped out an eighteen and a nineteen year old. Yep. So you know what? It's how can they help now? The Marlins obviously switched their focus. They thought maybe they wouldn't compete this year, yep. and they obviously clearly are. So they got an arm that can help them. Yep. So, so. and then like I said, Mets got some good pieces to start developing, working on, and moving it up into their rotations down the road. So good on them. Yeah. We'll see, you know, how old those guys become if they ever make the majors and if they're still paying Bobby Vanilla. Yeah. I need to watch more uh, minor league ball, get more <laughs> into it. Yep. And uh, the Dodgers, I mean, what do you say? I mean, they, they, so they've dealt with injuries, right? Yep. Obviously. And you get Lance Lynn, you get Joe Kelly, which Kelly was with the Dodgers originally. Um, he was with them for 19, 20, and 21. Uh Lance Lynn's having a down year, which is why the Dodgers, of course, were able to get him at a discount. And he's, I have no doubt that he's going <laughs> to, he's going to be amazing as soon as he gets to Los Angeles. Um, the Dodgers, to me, are the number one contender for the Braves, uh, you know, rate to getting to the World Series. Mm-hmm. And this is why I just look, and they paid obviously a high prospect, um, the number one prospect in MLB's pipeline, Nestrini. The White Sox are, you know, like you said, not in a position to compete. They're looking towards the future. Yeah. Dodgers got better. This just made sense. The Dodgers are what the Yankees needed to be in terms of offense, but they got the pitching. And <laughs> they also, um, I mean, the Dodgers got everything that they need. They're they're going full in. And, you know, unlike, we'll get into this in a second, the Giants, the Giants didn't really make moves either. No. Whereas the Dodgers were like, we're going to get better. We need to win this division. So, yep. It just made so much sense. Now, I'll let you kind of get into this one. Uh, Kendall Graveman, acquired by the Astros. In exchange, in exchange, they send catcher Corey Lee. Yeah. This is one of those, I get they were trying to, you're trying to develop your bullpen more, and you're going after the World Series this year. So, I get it. I, I like the move. Graveman's a good pitcher, so I'm not going to really talk too negative on the trade, but, man, Corey Lee had a lot going for him. I was about to say, and I thought Graveman did play with the Astros before, and he did, mm-hmm. um, before he was traded to the Mariners, ironically. Yep. So, um, yeah, I just... It's long-term, I think, and this is one thing that a lot of teams will run into issues is at the catching position, right? Mm-hmm. Every now and then you'll happen to get that one where you're like, all right, sweet, we can have this for a while. Mm-hmm. Felt like Corey Lee was going to be their guy for years to come, but he just not he's not ready to win right now. No, and I mean he's a good piece to trade off for sure. So, like I said, I'm not I'm not mad with the move, but I would have liked to see him stay. It's it, listen, you get a guy like Graveman. I mean, you're gonna. Have That's to why pay. I said I'm not. Yeah. I'm not mad. Yeah, it's it's good for both teams, really. Right. So the White Sox again getting talent to start developing yeah so we'll see 
Uh, moving on again, this is what CBS is saying. The only move that was made on the 29th, which was the first move made by the Texas Rangers. <laughs> One of the biggest trade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right-handed pitcher. Max Scherzer is heading to the Texas Rangers along with cash considerations mm-hmm. in exchange for shortstop Luis Angel Acuna, which is he's a brother of Ronald Acuna. Yep. So shout out to that. Um, Brendan, you have a new uh, new ace. <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean, we <laughs> pitching's been one of the biggest things I kept complaining about. I mean, they went after DeGrom. DeGrom had issues, so we got to figure out a way to make it work. And Scherzer, man, I am all for it. And yeah. He, once the Mets told him, we're not looking at competing this year or next year, Scherzer called DeGrom, asked DeGrom how it was over here. DeGrom <laughs> had nothing but good things to say. So Scherzer said that helped make up his mind very quickly. Yeah, the Texas Mets. As yeah, no kidding. Affectionately called her for, for around here. Um, one thing that was, as we kind of just briefly touched on it, is the amount of the contract that yeah the Rangers will be end up paying, which is not a lot. No, the, the Mets took a brunt of that, which was fantastic. Yeah, and um, and, oh, he, and he already agreed to play next season too, right? With the Rangers exercise his twenty. I was yep. about to say the twenty twenty four player option. Mm-hmm. Um, great job by the Rangers, able to get Scherzer locked up, and um, look, he he's hadn't had the best year, but again, I'll attribute that to the situation he's in. I still think, given you know where the Rangers want to be, you're going to want a guy like Max Scherzer in your rotation. Yeah, I mean, he brings experience, know-how. His command's really well. I mean, his pitching in general, no one's going to say anything negative about it. I mean, there's some people that are like, oh, well, he's an older pitcher. Yeah, so is Verlander, and look how solid this dude's doing, too. <laughs> I don't At the pitching position, I'd say age is one of those that it seems like it doesn't affect as much with how modern medicine is at this point, right? Mm-hmm. We're back in the day, shoot, you're a pitcher and you're starting to hit your mid-30s going into 40s, that kind of stuff. That's where you'd see a lot of careers start tapering off and all that. Now these guys are going like in their 40s, almost pushing like halfway th- mid-40s at this point, and they're still throwing solid. I'm happy with this pickup. I'm sad to see Acuna go. I really wanted him to stay because I just he's solid at the minor league level right now. He is just so good. And I know he's going to be really good once he starts to move his way up. Again, are they going to jump him up early or are they going to let him develop? The, the Rangers were working on development. And again, his development, he's been solid. Like I thought he was about to move up here soon. So, but we'll see what happens with the Mets. They got the Mets got a good one. Rangers got a good one. I mean, overall, I'd say it's a pretty good trade on both ends. Yeah. And like you said, the main thing was getting Scherzer at a discount, essentially. So. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. And then another season. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Moving on over to July 30th now, where I'll kind of just read off. Yeah. There's four trades, at least, yeah. that I have in front of me. Um, so the Los Angeles Angels acquired first baseman CJ Crone, along with outfielder Randall Grichuk, in exchange for right-handed pitcher Jake Madden and left-handed pitcher Mason Albright. The Atlanta Braves acquired infielder Nicky Lopez in exchange for left-handed pitcher Taylor Hearn, as you mentioned, got passed around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Rangers acquired left-handed pitcher Jordan Montgomery and right-handed pitcher Chris Stratton in exchange for infielder Thomas Sagacy. If I pronounce that right, I apologize. Uh, right-handed pitcher Takoa Roby and left-handed pitcher John King. And last trade of July 30th, Toronto acquired right-handed pitcher John Hicks in exchange for right-handed pitcher Adam Kloffenstein and right-handed pitcher Sim Sim Rebor- Reborse. 
Hicks was a guy that I really thought the Rangers could potentially go after. I was talking to Andrew about it. Um, I thought, obviously, the Cardinals were going to be sellers at the deadline, and ultimately Toronto made the kind of necessary uh, offer to yeah. get Hicks. Um, but he now goes to Toronto to really booster up that bullpen. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good trade for both, I'd say. I'd say Toronto got the better end of it, though, for mm-hmm. sure. And, I mean, it's solid, dude. I yeah. got Nothing bad to say about him. He's his command's great. Again, it's it's one of the things is if you can have good command and you're able to put your off speed and you're able to throw that fastball and you can start to throttle people, mm-hmm. you're really. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to deal with you. It is. <laughs> yeah, and I, look, the Cardinals obviously got some minor league talent in return. They weren't going to compete this year. They knew that, and they ultimately made a move that you would expect the Cardinals to make, which yeah. is a smart move for the future. And, you know, they get a number, the Blue Jays' number seven prospect. And I think the Cardinals with their development staff are going to turn him into a very nice player for future years. Yeah, I mean, here, real quick, just again, to speak highly on Hicks. I mean, a 100-mile-per-hour sinker and then a 101 fastball. He was, the, he to <laughs> me, I'm telling you. I And again, I think he, he is, is the, a guy that, I, I'm glad he got traded out of there because he wasn't going to do anything in St. Louis. No. He, to me, is an arm that is a difference maker in a bullpen. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's already thrown 373 pitches at 100 miles per hour or harder this season. And he's only 26. Yeah. So, like, you have so much life runway yep. with this guy. And I think if he stays in Toronto, the Blue Jays are going to be happy uh, oh, with that for a long time. So I think he's going to be one of their key points up in that bullpen rotation to, yeah. for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Hearn trade. I mean, we don't really need to dive into it again. It's just he, he got passed around. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll well before we go to the Rangers because we just talked about them. I'll I'll kind of dive into the Angels. This was I think the they're one of their last moves that they made um, on the transaction wire. CJ Crone, Randall Grechuk. They didn't. To be honest, I don't feel like they needed Crone and Grechuk. I feel like they needed more pitching. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, hey, look, you know, Colorado was obviously trying to offload Crone. I mean, he was you know kind of. Was you know not doing anything worth relevance in Colorado, and the Angels are able to acquire him. To me, the Angels just can't seem to get out of their own way, and this to me just signals the fact that I mean they gave away a couple of really good prospects as well. Um, yeah, they're all in. They're gonna just try to outscore you and have Shohei be awesome, and hope that you know their pitching can come alive in the second half. Yep. Oh, and Colorado also sent two million. Yeah. So I mean, it's <laughs> I did. You know, I I don't know, man. I Crone, I don't think is gonna move the arrow as much for me. No. Um. But I mean, he is a hard hitting bat. Uh, hasn't played the as great as he did last year, last season, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I think Colorado got the better end on this one. Yeah. Great job by the Rockies. Yep. Moving on over to the Rangers deal. Um, yeah. Get a oh. lefty. Get another righty. Um, just any lefty. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. What a move by the Rangers. So, I'm, again, super happy with this one. So, and I mean... I think this was necessary, given all the Rangers injuries. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're making the push, and that's what we need. Because, again, the biggest thing, like I said, our bats are great. It's mm-hmm. our bullpen that was giving it up for us. Mm-hmm. And so <coughs> we're bolstering that bullpen. I I got nothing bad to say at this point. Yeah. This is I, the Rangers 
they really knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Park, excuse me. Um, let them cook. Let them cook. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Chris Young. All right, moving on over. Now, this is where we're going to get a lot of trades. So I'm going to just kind of rattle through these, and we'll just kind of pick and choose where we talk about because, again, some of these moves are just... Are it, we the 31st? So it's the 31st, yeah. I'm going to just go to the top of this, and uh, we can just figure yeah. it out from there. <laughs> No Sorry, we got a couple you're, different you're documents good, good, to make it easy for us folks. So. Yeah, I'm trying to get my screen set up so I can figure out what we're talking about. You're all good, brother. You're all good. All right, I'm just going to rattle these off. You just kind of talk to me about some moves you want to talk about. I'll bring up some as well, and we'll get going. Uh, the Diamondbacks got better. They acquired infielder Jace Peterson uh, in exchange for right-handed pitcher Chad Patrick of the Oakland Athletics. The Chicago Cubs acquired right-handed pitcher Jose Cuas in exchange for outfielder Nelson Vel- uh, Velasquez, excuse me. Uh, the Reds and the Mariners, they traded again. Uh, the Reds acquiring left-handed pitcher Sam Mull in international cap space in exchange for left-handed pitcher Joe Boyle. Kind of a move just to uh, make the caps look all nice and uh, nice and tidy. The Mariners again, sellers again. They uh, traded away outfielder A.J. Pollock and utility Mark Matthias in exchange for some cash. Chicago Cubs acquired infielder Heimer Candelario in exchange for shortstop Kevin Maid and left-handed pitcher DJ Hers heading over to Washington. The Milwaukee Brewers acquired outfielder Mark Canna in exchange for right-handed pitcher Justin Jarvis. The Seattle Mariners traded away right-handed pitcher Paul Sewald in exchange for outfielder Dominic Canzone, infielder Josh Rojas, and infielder Ryan Bliss. And the last move of that day, right-handed pitcher Aaron Seval was traded to the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for first baseman Kyle Manzardo. All right, so I say we talk about... Sure. That one. Yeah. Diamondbacks, they need to get older, and this was a great move for them. They get an experienced bat. Peterson. In Peterson. what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I think it's just... It'll help that push. Yeah, I think he, you know, they traded away a double a guy who's 24 he's got a 4.71 era again they're not helping him and arizona also received cash in this deal so great job by the diamondbacks they made a lot of really good moves um the reds also yeah the sam mole uh trade um that was like their one move that they really made i felt like they needed to make more i just yeah they're in a good spot he struck out 46 batters ranks top five yeah at barrel rate among qualified pitchers uh the reds 28 number 28 prospect yeah striking out 121 batters walking 75 and 84 innings i mean this one was one of those both got kind of something good out of it Mm -hmm. so and then uh oh the reds also received international bonus pool money right so that'll help them here soon yeah so uh cubs yeah royals it yeah, I just Cubs. They, you know, wanted to acquire a um, another guy into their bullpen, and um, yeah, I think the Cubs, to me, are they weren't one move away from really becoming a playoff team, but ultimately the Royals were sellers and the Cubs bit. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is going to be like a lights out thing for the Cubs either. Right. So it's just kind of a nothing. Yeah. Uh, Giants. Yeah. So this was their move. This was the move. And it's a good one. I don't I don't think so. You don't? I AJ Pollock was a nothing this year. And I don't know. Maybe look, he goes back or he goes to San Francisco and he lights it up. 
he couldn't get into our outfield that's been inconsistent all year. And I just, I to be honest, like, I don't, the Giants to me needed to do more. I, you know, they got some versatility and depth. That's about it. And they didn't pay much for it. So I guess you could call it a dub in that regard. Yeah. I mean, they really just, here's some cash. Yeah. I, but this, to me, the Giants needed to make a bigger move than this. This is what they had to show for. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And now he gets to compete against the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers who he previously played for. So, yeah. Um, yeah. This one I liked more by the Cubs. Yeah. So they acquired third baseman Jaime Candelero, Candelario, excuse me. They Nationals got Kevin made. Yeah. And left-hand pitcher DJ Hers. Um, yeah. Nationals, they were clearly able to part ways. They were sellers and it was a good move by the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Again, not, nothing's going to set your hair on fire, but yeah, solid, solid move. Brewers, uh, acquired you know, another outfielder. Um, you know, this is a rental, but they're trying to make a push to compete with the Reds. And the Mets are selling everything off. Yep. <laughs> so. Oh, this one hurt. Uh, Paul's, D-backs doing good. Yeah, Paul, the D-backs, they get literally a closer in exchange for Which a couple needed. of depth pieces on the major league level. And then infielder Ryan Bliss, who, I mean, you know, I think he's going to be a great second baseman, hopefully one day for us. But, uh, yeah, it's he's in double A or double A slash triple A this year, and I just don't know how quickly he'll get on the roster. But I mean, he's he's promising that much. But to give away Paul, it, it made sense. I mean, he's thirty three years old. He needs to go to a contending team in Seattle. Hopefully, will be that next year. But there was no guarantee. And I mean, I, I was texting you guys literally about this that I thought he was going to get moved, and he did. Yep. And I hate it, and I'm going to miss him. Yeah. So and then finally the Rays. Yeah. Um. Yeah, get another right-hander for a Rays pitching staff that um <laughs> already been doing pretty good. Yeah, now they you know they lost a couple of starters um, due to injury, um, so maybe he kind of helps them out that much. But yeah, it's more depth of anything. Yep. So shout out the Rays. I mean, that, it, was, it was a smart move, and Cleveland, you know, got a first baseman back. So and now the day where we have so much to talk about. <laughs> We've been building up to this. The last minute deadline. So here's what we're going to do. All right. We're going to go in order from bottom to top now. So just go back to the bottom. So go back. Because I think it does it like in. Here we go. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure mine's lined up with you. And then we can just kind of go in order. Um, Yours is also. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Stand by. No, it's good. Are you sure? Yep. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Yep. And I'll I'll, I'll match you. So it's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, So the first move. On yesterday's trade deadline day, the Kansas City Royals acquired left-handed pitcher Tucker Davidson for cash considerations going back to the Angels. Yeah, the Angels need money. <laughs> that's that's they what got this the Shohei contract. Yeah, so they um or what they hope is the Shohei contract. So yeah. they needed money. Um, scrolling on up here. Yep, cool. I think hopefully we'll be on the same page. Raise again, bolstering that bullpen. Yeah. Uh, Adrian uh, Sampson, right-handed pitcher, along with right-handed pitcher Manny Rodriguez, and some money in exchange for right-handed pitcher Josh Robertson. Um, yeah, Rays, Rays are sneakily one of the best teams uh, in the front office, Yeah, especially in the American League. They and also received uh, international yeah, inter- free yeah, agent money, too. That's what I was, yeah, so that was the money I was referring to. So. Okay. Yep. Uh, great move 
by the Rays. I mean, the Cubs got some yeah. good development too down the pipeline. So yeah, um, twenty-seven-year-old that hasn't appeared in the big leagues yet. I don't know. We'll see. He'll, yeah, we'll for see. the Cubs. He'll he'll move up. Okay, we'll see. That is very true. <laughs> very very true. Uh, Atlanta, or no? Excuse me. That's the Rock. Or yeah, the Rockies. Rockies. Yep. So the Rockies acquired left-handed pitcher Justin Briel, uh in exchange for cash considerations from the Dodgers. Um, yeah, Dodgers kind of realized, hey, we need to balance our books a little bit. Got some cash. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about this. I to me, the Dodgers again. This is another Shohei thing. Like any every little bit of money that they can scrape together counts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Maybe that's exactly their plan is how big of a contract can we offer you to get you to come and here we'll sell off some people. I think the Dodgers can offer the most money and this just helps them with it. Yeah. So, all right, moving over to Seattle now. So mine is a little out of the way, which is fine. Uh, they acquired right-handed pitcher Edward Bazardo in exchange for right-handed pitcher Logan Reinhardt. Um, yeah, Bazardo appeared in three games for the Orioles, allowing four runs... In two and one third innings prior yeah. to joining Baltimore, he was with the Red Sox, where he had a two point three three ERA with nineteen and one third innings, and that was for the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season. I thought this was pretty even. Uh, Reinhardt's still a young guy that the Orioles can develop, yeah. and the Mariners get him more. Yeah, he has what, ten saves in mm-hmm. thirty eight innings and high eight ball. So, yeah. I thought it was a pretty solid move, yeah. all things considered. So. All right, White Sox acquire right-handed pitcher Luis Patino from the Rays in exchange for cash. Yeah, and I mean, the Rays are going to have to start paying people. Yeah, so. I mean, it's, yeah, it makes sense. So, And I don't think really Patino is going to be one of their go-to guys, so it makes sense just kind of... Makes sense. Dumping him for some cash. Rays, they were active. <laughs> they were. Acquired catcher Alex Jackson from Brewers in exchange for right-handed pitcher Evan McKendry. So... Jackson heads over to the Rays. Uh, he's a guy that I feel like it's just more depth, if anything. Um, yeah, and just, I mean, what? He was hitting .286 in 45 games at the AAA prior so, to the trade. Again, maybe a September call-up or something? Yeah, it could be if injury injury call-up maybe kind of thing. You know, just one of those. I haven't really looked too much into his defensive abilities mm-hmm. as well, so I can't speak too highly on it. Yeah. And, I mean, he could be a fantastic defensive player and okay that'll make up for your batting because i mean the, the Rays batting is already pretty solid as it right. is so if you can get some good defensive players and pieces in there hey power to you and they require mckendry who has done some solid work at the triple a level to say the least uh is 83 yeah. 40 era and 96 and yeah. two third innings 25 so he's still got playing time yeah i mean that's i think yeah i think uh i'd almost say the brewers probably walked away with this one more probably yeah maybe slightly so i agree all right new brewers yep moving on over to the yankees acquiring right-handed pitcher spencer howard from the rangers for cash yeah and you know uh the bankies strike again yeah howard uh has a three for 11 record and a 7.2 era and 38 career appearances 29 of which have been starts uh I was not a fan of him when I'd go to Ranger games and watch him. When he came back from his injury, he really kind of went downhill for me. And there was multiple times where I'm mm-hmm. like, just pull him from the mound. This is awful to watch. Yeah. I 
maybe the Yankees see something I don't at the moment. And maybe it was his injury recovery that I was watching more than anything. But I I don't know. Yeah. Good for the Rangers getting cash because uh, mm-hmm. we're going to need it to pay people. <laughs> <laughs> they are in a different stage of their franchise right now. Adolis's contract is coming up. Yeah. And I want us to keep him. Not to mention you're already paying a lot of other people. So Yeah, but hey, we actually have some people that are okay dumping cash into players for once. So <laughs> I'm all for it. Yep. And again, the Angels, right in a pitcher, Dominic Leone from the Mets in exchange for the infield Jeremiah infielder, excuse me, Jeremiah Jackson. Yeah, the Mets wholesale. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Yeah, Jackson was an infielder, is ranked number nine prospect in the Angel system. So Yeah. I mean, what was, let's see here. Uh, 2018 second round pick had uh, .768 OPS with 15 home runs and 21 stolen bases in 82 games in double A. So. The Angels acquire a man that has a 4.4 ERA with 33 strikeouts. Again, just another move that the bolster try to try to bolster their playoff odds. So yeah, I don't. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Let's <laughs> just say you didn't get the best pitchers from the Mets, right? Like the Astros and the Rangers. All right. Phillies acquire infielder Rodolfo Castro from the Pirates in exchange for left-handed pitcher Bailey Falter. Um, the 24-year-old Castro has played second base, third base, and shortstop. A little bit of a utility guy. And, um, yeah, I, I think... I really like this pickup for Philly. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. His hitting's pretty solid. I mean, a career point two two six point two nine nine point three nine six. I mean, just overall solid playing ability. Good at, I mean, good defensive skills as well. I mean, I, solid. Yeah. And he's 24. And I think he'll only improve. Um, we'll see. But if the Phillies are going to make that playoff run that they hope to make, they're going to need some depth. And behind Trey Turner and Bryson Stott, Castro will fill right in perfectly. Yeah. And he's going to be a free agent after the season, too. So I'm sure the Phillies are going to probably resign him. Yeah. And, you know, the Pirates, a 26 year old starting pitcher. You know, uh, look to be a part of Philly's future. Six, six and four this year, 3.86 ERA. Uh, didn't have the greatest year this year. The uh, Pirates are looking to see if they can capture some of that magic that he had in previous years. Yeah, and I mean, this year right now, he went 0-7 with a 5.13 ERA in eight appearances, uh, seven starts, four being sent down to AAA in May. So, very nice. Ah, very nice. Sarcastic. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how I feel about this pickup for the Pirates. Again, Phillies, solid, solid pickup for yeah. especially what you sent. Exactly. So I don't. I don't have an issue with that trade at all for Philly. The Boston Red Sox acquire infielder Luis Urias from the Brewers in exchange for right-handed pitcher Bradley Blaylock. Depth. Yeah. <laughs> Depth. Hi. And you know the Brewers get a guy who is a developmental guy. He's drafted in 2019. So, yep. I mean, he's, let's see here. The Brewers are really trying, I've noticed, for sustained success, and they're doing a really good job of it. Yeah, I mean, and I'm for it. I mean, as long as you can keep making appearances and playoffs, things like that, right, you're going to be able to yeah. bring more I, talent to you as well. Yeah, I don't think they've adjusted their expectations from being a perennial playoff contender to World Series contender yet. Yeah, so, I 100% agree with that because yeah. it seems like they're more just like, hey, let's make sure we keep working yeah. our way up there. I think... And I mean, to be fair, if I were to, to look be at fair. Yeah, if I'm looking at this Brewers team right now, I also wouldn't agree that, hey, this is the team I think that's going to win a World Series. Right. 
just from on paper. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Central in both conferences are the weakest divisions, I feel like. And yeah. Yeah. So, you, you got a lot to compete uh, with. Listen, there's, there is value in being a serious playoff, going to be a winning team 100%, every year. Because it's going to help yeah. you get prospects. It's going to help you be able to find assets, trade assets to build up your team more. So, again, I, I like what the Brewers are working with. So, yeah, yeah. Dodgers active again, <laughs> acquiring left-handed pitcher Ryan Yarbrough from the Royals in exchange for first baseman Devin Mann and shortstop Derlin Figueroa. Yeah. Figueroa. And, uh, yeah. Prospects heading over to the Royals, Dodgers. Yeah. They get another pitcher. Yeah. I mean, he's missed 55 games after getting struck in the face by a line drive. Uh, but it's not, I remember that. Yeah. But I mean, his return was solid. Yeah. The uh, 31-year-old had a 2.19 ERA and uh, four starts during the month of July. So he has allowing just six runs in 24 and two-third innings with 15 strikeouts and just two walks. I mean, mm-hmm. his he has an ERA of 4.24 this year. Uh, but as a starting pitcher, he has a 3.08 ERA. So, I mean, it's solid, solid move on the Dodgers' part. Just... Round of applause for you. It's pretty much a Dodgers appreciation show. It dude, it really is. <laughs> I mean, when you're making when you're making deals that work, they work. Right. Uh Mets acquire Phil Bickford and Adam Kolarik from the Dodgers for cash. Again, trying to clear some more cash after the moves they made. Yep. So they had to do a lot um to try to kind of create cash space again, maybe for a potential move in the offseason. But uh yeah, we'll see. So Yep, I mean, again, Mets are selling. Yeah, that's just it made sense for what they're trying to do. So, and Dodgers want cash. You guys still talking about baseball? We still talking about baseball. Joining us in studio uh, for a surprise guest appearance, Andrew Maloney. How are you doing, sir? Hey, this is a work Andrew. Work Andrew. Work, yeah, work different Andrew. from podcast Andrew. How, how's work going? Work Andrew. It's working. Working. All right. How long have you been recording? Uh, hour seventeen. That's crazy. And <laughs> we still got a lot more to go. All right, if you're listening and you actually heard Andrew just come on the podcast, let us know in the comment section below. Type, thank you, Andrew, for showing up. <laughs> yeah. If they actually listen, type in, thank you, Andrew. If this they, counts. They are- I still haven't missed an episode. This My my streak continues right now. So Well, we said this was a bonus episode, so. Well, it's still, well, it, it still counts. It yeah. makes up for one that I missed in the past, then. So, mm, there we go. Don't think so. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay. And that was Andrew Maloney. Four Rangers, A-plus uh, trade deadline. As you heard him in the background. So yeah, he said A plus Rangers. So for the trade deadlines. Fair enough. All right. Braves acquire left-handed pitcher Brad Hand for Rockies in exchange for right-handed pitcher Alec Barger. I mean I like this move. <laughs> of course. I like the move for the Braves. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. It's the two just I don't want to call them super teams, but the two just top tier NL World Series contenders just yeah. getting better. Yeah. And I mean, you're just and this so is you're trading your draft prospects that, for wins. So, so now this gives them another left-handed pitcher out of the bullpen that they can just throw at, you know, potential bats down the line. Yep. This is God, Braves. It's a good pick. Good yeah. pickup. Padres acquire first baseman Garrett Cooper and right-handed pitcher Sean Reynolds from Marlins in exchange for left-handed pitcher Ryan Weathers. So, yeah, the Padres, who they've really struggled to get production out of first base. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they're going all in, trying to make things work. Yeah, and you got Cooper who uh, hits 
0.256.296.426 with 13 home runs, 46 RBIs, and 82 games. So, I mean, just yeah. moving around those bases. I agree. And I just... Oh, Padres, be a free agent. At Padres, I'm going to believe in you until you're done. So let's just keep them, keep on, keep on keeping on. All right. You'll talk about this one because you briefly mentioned it earlier yep. in the pod. Rangers acquire catcher Austin Hedges from the Pirates in exchange for international bonus pool money. So I like this pickup again, purely because Jonah Heim right now on the IL. We're still waiting to see what's going on there. They've mentioned he should be able to bank it back by playoffs. So I like this move again. Fantastic defensive player. We're not really picking him up for his bat. Uh, his bat's okay. I mean, but the Rangers don't really need someone else who's just lights out at hitting, right? Mm-hmm. So it would have helped. But, I mean, again, you got a pitcher who can frame really well. Again, defensively, dude's awesome. So I like him a lot. And Pirates signed him for a one-year, $5 million deal. So it's a quick little pickup in between. I mean, Jonah Heim is still going to be the Rangers guy. His bat's good. His defensive ability is good. So no, he's clearly the starter. Whatever he comes yeah, yeah, 100%. And it'll, yeah. like right now, we have like Sam Huff in there who, I like Sam Huff, but he's he's a minor league player is what he is right now. He's just, <laughs> he's filling in. So it, it's a good pickup. I like him more. So, and then you can kind of move Sam Huff back down to get developmental work still. So I like it. It's a good pickup, good defensive player. So overall, I'm okay with this one. And it was just for international bonus pool money so i could have said it better myself so moving on over to the brewers acquiring left-handed pitcher andrew chaffin from the diamondbacks in exchange for right-handed pitcher peter strelzlecki strelzlecki that's a a name that is again i probably butchered that i apologize but uh chaffin who's on a one-year 6.23 million dollar deal uh gives the brewers a lefty that again they can use be solid, like nothing too crazy about, and then yeah, four point one nine ERA, eight saves, and thirty four and one third innings. I think this is more of a situational move because they gave up the better player yep. to the Diamondbacks, but the Diamondbacks obviously just need the better player. So, yep. um, yeah, I think it's pretty even trade, but Diamondbacks just coming away big winners for me yep. in this trade deadline. I'd agree. Uh, Marlins acquire third baseman Jake Berger. Shout out to the Berger man for White Sox. Um, left-handed pitcher, Jake Etter, excuse me, or a left-handed pitcher that's going to the White Sox. I misspoke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Berger, who is controllable through to 2028. It's a lot of, I guess, uh, what would be the right word? Um, a lot of flexibility now with Mr. Berger. Uh, yeah. 25 home runs this season, nine more than any other hitter on the Marlins. Makes sense. So, yeah, it's a huge move. So, it's a good good pickup for the Marlins. They White, need it. Yeah, White Sox needed to sell, and they did. Yeah. So, <laughs> got some young talent working down the pipeline. Yankees acquire right handed pitcher Kenyon Middleton uh, from the White Sox. Again, who were selling for right handed pitcher Juan Carrella. Uh, yeah, the Yankees, this was one of the only things of note. This isn't moving the needle from, they needed hitting. <laughs> this isn't going to help them. So, yeah. I mean, their pitching needed some work too. I mean, all you have I, is but not cold. as bad as the hitting. Like the hitting's been yeah not great. So it's yeah. I don't know what the Yankees are doing. Yeah. So Diamondbacks acquire Tommy Pham uh, for infielder Jeremy Rodriguez. So um, yeah, Pham's been moving around. <laughs> 
um, the majors. Uh, he was he was infamously in that uh, fantasy football little scuffle. Yep. Yeah, so that's the biggest thing to note that Where I can Mike remember. Mike Trout is still the yep. worst commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God for Mike Trout. Um, I mean, he's he's good. Yeah. Awesome left fielder, good DH. Uh, what hits two point six eight, point three four eight, point four seven two and. Over ninety-seven games, so I mean, yeah, power to you, bud. Good yeah. pickup. Yeah, and I'm just trying to, again, just double check here. Um, yeah, fam went from the Cardinals to the Rays in 2018. Yeah, and the Reds to the Red Sox last summer. So he's 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 used to it. He's used to getting passed around. <laughs> but hey, that should make you feel good because then you know you're worth something to everyone, right? You know, that is a great way of looking at that. And now Rodriguez is obviously heading to the Mets. That's why I was confirming. So. Um, yeah, I think it's just <laughs> Diamondbacks doing great stuff and the Mets just being sellers. So, yep. all right, Padres acquire left-handed pitcher Rich Hill and first base, first baseman G. Man Choi from the Pirates in exchange for left-handed pitcher Jackson Wolf, outfielder Estuar Sorero, and first baseman Alfonso Rivas. Uh, yeah, the oldest player in Major League Baseball, Rich Hill, is on the move. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, hey, yeah. you're still able to play. You're still hey, able to play. Listen, that's Padres are fully invested into trying to make this thing work. So yeah. I respect it. Yeah, and Choi has been what? He missed nearly three months. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how he does. Again, trying to improve that first baseman position. So. Yeah. I'm all for it. We'll see. It'll help. Yeah. And the Pirates, they got some pretty good value back as well. Um six foot seven. Yeah. Holy cow. Jackson Wolf. Wolf. He is huge. Think you'd notice him in a crowd? Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, quick, just sidebar. Uh, me and Justin were talking about this. Ideal height. Like, what would your ideal height would be if you could pick any height in the world? For just like as a as a guy, like you right now, I you mean, could change your height. I'm happy being like at my six foot marker. Man's like six four, six five. I feel like how tall high. you need to be, bro. Six four, six five. Are you trying to dunk or something over there? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I just was curious to see hey, your answer. JJ Beret didn't need to dunk. You know, that is very true. And he married two Miss Universes, so. I'm just saying. Or dated. I don't know if he married, so Dude, allegedly. A dude's got something. Allegedly. And so. has a ring. He does. And no one could stop him. <laughs> All right. Marlins acquire Josh Bell from the Guardians for infielder John Segura and infielder Khalil Watson. Um, yeah, Marlins experience was yeah. the, their main focus and josh bell's obviously no slouch either uh 11 home runs seven point or point seven oh one ops there you Lord. go and 97 games <laughs> yeah help you out there uh bit. yeah fifth team for bell in the past four seasons so yep. hopefully he can find his footing um yeah i just this looks like a move that uh the guardians they kind of just wanted more infielders yeah so yeah, I think there's one more depth. So, and they got mm. off the bell contract. So, Padres acquire right-handed pitcher Scott Barlow from the Royals in exchange for right-handed pitcher Henry Williams. Uh, yeah, Padres, <coughs> Padres, excuse me, uh, bolstered their bullpen, and the Royals are thinking about not this year. Yeah. So I wouldn't either. Yep. Moving on over, Phillies acquire right-handed pitcher Michael Lorenzen from the Tigers in exchange for infielder How Yo How Yu Lee. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Philly's got a good one. Yeah. Tigers vesting in the future. Phillies though. Lorenzo was an all-star this season. I mean, yeah. 3.56 ERA, 19 starts, including a 
one four ERA and five starts in July. Yeah. Uh, his walk rate is 0.65%, which is close to his career best. Uh, his whip of 1.098, which is a career high for him this season. So, yeah, he's he's doing fantastic. And I Philly think this, wants that push. Yeah, I think this was the one of the more less talked about great moves mm-hmm. of the trade deadline. 100%. Well, it got it happened on the same day another trade happened, which just mm-hmm. overshadowed basically <laughs> everything. And what, we'll, we'll what, get into that. A little I was about to say, later. which one are you talking about on that one? We'll get into we gotta still go through some others first. <laughs> you'll know here in a hey, minute. We'll, hey, just saying, Padres, Fernando Tatis just hit a home run. They're up eight one against the, the, the Rockies. Dream, the dream is not the dead. Rockies. The dream is not the dead. Rockies. The dream is not dead. <laughs> Let me live my dream. With All their right. terrible City Connect jerseys, by the way, for the Rockies. Oh yeah, uh, just ugly. The white on white with the numbers. It's, well, and the green, like, yeah. You should have done like purple mountains. Those would have looked nicer than the green. You know, they're just all sorts of trying, all sorts of stuff. Try and change up the colors. I don't care. Don't. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, this was an insurance move. The Blue Jays acquire shortstop Paul DeYoung and cash exchange are from the Cardinals in exchange for right-handed pitcher Matt Svansson. Um, Svansson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This Bo Bichette. Exited with that right knee injury. Yeah. So they got a shortstop that can play short. Seven-year vet who has hit. Point two three three point three zero five point four two six, with a hundred and fifteen home runs as a big leaguer, spanning his entire career with St. Louis. Uh, so, overall, and then right now he's for this season he's at what point? Yeah, two three three point two nine seven point four one four one two for the slash thirteen home runs over eighty one games. So yeah, the second trade in a matter of days. Um, who were previously acquired Jordan Hicks. So obviously the Blue Jays. And the Cardinals' uh, front offices are friendly. Yep. so got, got to work on it. Yep. Uh, Orioles acquire, this is a good one, right-handed pitcher Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals in exchange for infielder Cesar Prieto, left-handed pitcher Drew Rome, and right-handed pitcher Zach Showalter. Uh, yeah, this, to like me, Fla- Flaherty, I, I knew the Cardinals were going to be sellers. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought this was a guy that could also go to the Rangers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the Orioles. They got a they lot. They did well. Yeah, they did well. Um, I don't think the Cardinals. Like, I, I think he's better than his stat shows. Four point four three ERA, one hundred six strikeouts, fifty four walks. I think he could have a heck of a second half with the Orioles. Yeah, and I mean the Orioles again working on that pipeline on their team, so they got they got quite a bit working yeah. down there from and, it. So and the Orioles improved their rotations in the middle of the pack. Yep. So. Yeah, definitely a move. Very much welcomed by the Baltimore faithful. Oh, now for man. the thing that overshadowed basically everything that happened on this day. So this is the last one, correct? Uh, yes. Let me just, before we, because we're about to get into this. Yep, it is. Okay. Last move, last trade. Mets were selling. Yeah, and the, well, you know what? They, <laughs> they got a guy... Or they gave away a guy that the Astros are very familiar with, and that we saved the arguably the best trade for last. Yep, Kate Upton's husband, <laughs> the Houston Astros. <laughs> Let me know if you've heard this one before. Acquire right-handed pitcher Justin Verlander and Cash from the Mets for outfielder Drew Gilbert and outfielder Ryan Clifford 
Uh, Verlander, I don't know if you guys remember this, uh, last season was a Cy Young Award winner. Called he it. Won the World Series. He now rejoins the team that he left this past offseason. And now the Houston Astros are the favorite in the American League to get back to the World Series. And, yeah, the Mets, just offseason that they went all in for getting him, ultimately backfired. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the Mets will send $35 million to the Astros to cover some of Verlander's salary. Yeah. Verlander was that that ex for the Astros that they just they missed too much and just needed her back. I I you and know what made, the, you know what as soon as they sent him off I'm like I don't know why they're doing this they need pitching. Well they just couldn't afford him and now they had to pay to get him back but ultimately that they worked out and uh, it's a guy super familiar uh, with postseason pitching especially for the Astros rotation he's yeah. he knows and what's they, needed. And look New York got Houston's number one number four prospects. Yep. So they got value like, for him. Oh yeah. Uh. I'll say this. This to me was more or less like the couple that they kind of sit there and they're sitting down. You know, nobody knows that they're actually meeting up Mm -hmm. and they kind of just look at each other and they're like, I need you. You need me. (laughs) I need you as much as you need me. I'm literally doing the hand gesture to Brendan right now. So it's very, (laughs) he's really trying to play into it. You know, Hey, Hey, I need you, buddy. God. I need you. Um, I know you need me for baseballs. Yes. <laughs> I like other stuff, too. I don't think our friendship's just around the sport of baseball. Um, but anyways, Verlander, the Astros are reunited. It's just like, the, you know what? You ever seen it? Like, you're the big movie guy. You ever seen the movie where the, just the couple that gets back together and everyone's so happy? They were meant to be. They're meant to be. It's, they were it's meant real, to be. It's a fairy tale. It, and I think the Astros could now go on a run and they could be heading back to yeah, the World Series. And this was that move where I was like, yep, yeah, this is going to really help the Astros because the Rangers were also in talks to try to get Verlander. They got Scherzer, and they still stayed in the talks to try to lock down Verlander. And I was really hoping we could get both because, man, I would have loved our bullpen if we had both. So you're and saying, and then if imagine if next season Degrom came back, you had Degrom, Scherzer, and Verlander. So basically, you have an old bullpen, but you, you're yeah, stacked. You would be the Texas Mets at that point, a hundred percent. It's just like how the Yankees are, basically the New York Rangers. Also, I think Brennan just kind of tipped his hand a little bit. I think he's secretly more of a Rangers fan than he is an Astros fan this season because I really <laughs> want the Rangers to win a World Series. Okay, but I'm also happy with the Astros if they win. So if the Astros, though, they mean the ALCS, but listen, it could be, it's looking like it's heading that way. I, it is. And I, I really want the Rangers to win to get their first World Series win. I okay. really do, because I just want both Texas teams to finally have World Series wins. That way, at least most of my teams have now finally won a national championship game of some sorts, besides my Minnesota Vikings, so I can stop being miserable <laughs> with all my teams. So you're only miserable with two, though. <laughs> Well, it used to be three until the Astros recently. Yeah, in recent years. So yeah. it, again, I man, I chose the sports teams where I was just in it for the long run. Yeah, that tells you my dedication to my teams. I'm crying in Seattle right now. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, no, the Astros, they pulled off this move that I I think a lot of us did see coming. Ultimately, yeah. Um, it was the Astros were 
I figured the Astros were going to win it because they were the ones that were going to want him back more than probably anyone would be willing to pay. And the Astros paid. They did. They did more pay. so than what other <laughs> teams were probably going to willing be to pay. So hundred percent. All right, man. I think we've talked about baseball a fair amount on this podcast. Yeah. It's deadline special. It's like deadline special. Deadline special. All right. But we have to end this podcast like we always do, wrapping up with this day in sports. On this day. God, I love hearing that every time. On this day. Speaking of baseball, back in 1992, Tom Seaver, Raleigh Fingers, Hal Newhauser, Bill McGowan are inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Nice. I have a baseball one as well. On this day in 1938, MLB conducts the first test of bright yellow baseballs during the Dodgers versus Cardinals doubleheader. I guess it didn't pan out that way. I don't think it did. (laughs) Don't think it did. Back in 2009 on this day, Michael Phelps ends the World Swimming Championships in Rome with his fifth gold medal as part of the U.S. 4x100-meter medley relay team that recorded the 43rd world record of the controversial meet. On this day in 1982, Oakland outfielders Ricky Henderson steals his 100th MLB base of the season and 6-5 win versus Seattle. First to steal 100 twice in the modern era. Pain. <laughs> I just saw Ricky Henderson, and then as I was reading, I was like, oh, this is going to hurt. Uh, it's going to hurt. Um, on this day, 1973, future baseball Hall of Fame third baseman George Brett gets his first Major League Baseball hit on his debut for the Kansas City Royals in a 3-1 to win over the Chicago White Sox. Nice. Uh... You can do the last one if you want. Yeah, I was, I was just going to do another baseball one at this point. On this day in 1992, Tom I Seaver. I said that one already. Oh, did you yeah, really? I did say oh, that one. I was trying to redefine <laughs> yes, another it one. Yes, it wasn't just me. No. I did I did that to Andrew the other day. Oh, Dang my God. It. Yeah, for those of y'all listening, while one reads it, the other one tries to find something real quick. And so sometimes you don't fully listen. Yeah, because you're focused on reading, not necessarily listening at that point. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yes. That makes me so happy. Yep. <laughs> Did we do this one? Uh, no, you can okay. take that one. Uh, on this day in 1907, legendary pitcher Walter Johnson at 19 begins his 21-year Baseball Hall of Fame playing career with Washington with a 3-2 to two loss versus Detroit. Well said, Brendan. And in the voice as well. Absolutely. I mean, once we go that far back, you got to do the old-timey announcer voice. All right. You ready to cue that music? Cue it up. Take it out. All right. Thank you all for listening to this Good Time Sports episode 47. Make sure you're following us, Apple Music, Spotify, also on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're going to be ramping up here because sports are kicking back in other than baseball. Football! Mainly. From our co-host producer today, Brendan Carson, my name is Ben Cullen Brown saying thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening. And peace!